Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the DMP Podcast, Episode 8. Uh, I'm here tonight with Tim and Hugh, and Tom is yet again away, but not at the pub. He's out foraging, or at a jamboree. Probably, yeah. At a jamboree. He said he was doing some, some scout or something. They're probably singing, like, Kumbaya. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> at a campfire. <laughs> Um, we might be coming to you in stereo actually this week. We got a new, I got a new uh, audio program that records us um, on all channels instead of me on the left and you guys on the right. So finally, uh, getting up to speed, are we? <laughs> Shit, yeah, technology for the world. Oh man, <laughs> the future. <laughs> um, on tonight's episode, we've got uh, Edge of Tomorrow, and we've decided to review the end of season four of Game of Thrones. Um, no spoilers. Well, book spoilers. Again, the book spoilers rule applies for Game of Thrones, but we'll stress that when we get to that. Um, so let's talk Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, I thought it was fucking terrific. Uh, so did everyone else. What did you guys think, Hugh? Uh, I, thought, I thought it was a good film. Like, it was, I don't think it was amazing, but standalone sci-fi can be pretty hard. Like, I liked Oblivion, Tom Cruise's last film like this, I think. I can't, don't think he's released any like this since between Oblivion and now. But I like that, and I liked Edge of Tomorrow as well. I thought it handled time travel fairly well, because I think time travel is, like, really sticky. Like, I think I bitched about last week how Looper, like, I think stuffed it up. But I thought Edge of Tomorrow did it really well because it's a, it's really hard to do time travel properly without coming up, like just having so many plot holes. And Edge of Tomorrow did that well. And the acting from M- Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt was good. Bill Paxton was really good in it as well. Um, just trying to think if I have anything else. Like it was, it's not like I don't I don't think it was amazing or like and there was nothing groundbreaking or anything in it. It was just like your standard sort of like sci-fi, but it was enjoyable and I think it was worth paying money for. Did you yeah, find the Did you find the like the idea like the how it was how funny it was surprising because the trailers cut together don't make it a funny film at all because I, I I think Tim and I were belly laughing for what twenty five yeah, well, to like, thirty surprisingly, minutes surprisingly like it was a lot funnier than what I was expecting like I knew there'd be some kind of funny moments when he's you know kind of getting trained and constantly having to like go back and relive the day every time he like breaks his leg or something but it was a lot like like it actually progressed throughout the entire like film like the like comedic humor well mm-hmm. yeah i think wait has tom just hang on has tom just come into the call yes i think so <laughs> fuck you tom <laughs> tom you be- oh no he's just saying no yes he did talk <laughs> tom yeah you motherfucker yeah so Nick. tom tom back to tom <laughs> Tom Tom's back from the jamboree and we're officially racist, so thanks you. Um, no, you let that out. Why did you say my lord? What the <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Alright, let's just go. Alright, Tom Tom's here everyone. No. Tom, what do you think of Edge of Tomorrow? <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. Like like surprisingly, I enjoyed it considering like the trailers just made it to be really generic kind what? of stuff. What? But I was surprised <laughs> this how is much not I liked it. The end. Oh, <laughs> was stuck in my head. Uh, the music choices as well for that movie were really terrible. Like I didn't like that song. I didn't like the song they put in the credits. Like that was just like doesn't fit at all. So maybe you should just go back to your kumbaya. <laughs> no, 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 Tim. What did you disagree with? Oh, I loved this. it. Like I mean. Like so which which part did you disagree with? Because he liked it, but like which part of what Tom said do you disagree the with? The music. I love the music choices for it. I thought like I mean I think that's maybe why I thought it was going to be more like more of a dramatic film 
um, than I was, ex- you know, than what it actually turned out to be. Just because of like the trailer music made it kind of seem like it was a do or die kind of situation. I mean, and, and it was, but I don't know I, I just enjoyed the actual soundtrack for it. Yeah, I tend to Fair agree. Enough. Actually, I thought the soundtrack was well done. I know that the trailer music was not particularly well chosen, save for the glitch mob, but then again, every trailer uses the glitch mob these days, so... But, um... Are we, we going to do spoilers? We probably should. Because, uh, give mild spoilers, I think. Like, because that maybe? ending was really fucking weird. You still can't like, get... Really made sense to me. Really? Made sense to me. Okay, well, if, yeah, but I read... Way. Well, because... When, alright, so you know how he inherits the time travel power from the Alpha, like in the opening act? He inherited it off the Omega, like the big brain, the Overmind sort of thing. (laughs) That's that's all I was thinking, I was like, it's the Overmind. (laughs) For anyone who plays StarCraft, you know what I mean? But um, I thought, yeah, he inherited it off that, and then he went back a day to when he was getting off the helicopter, and then... The Omega went back as well as it was dying, though. Like, that's the way I interpreted it. So he went back, and so did the Omega, but the Omega was dying anyway. Because remember, he got the blood on him? Yeah, but, I'd, like, how does that make sense? Because, like, you know, if, if, it's suppo- if the whole power is supposed to be resetting the day as if, like, it never happened, then wouldn't the Overmind still be alive? Like, because, like, yeah, but I think it, I think it was all... But I, th- I think it... I don't know. I need to find the Reddit post that explained it far better than did, what, I did. What, my explanation for it was that the blood that he got on him made him the Omega, which means that that Omega couldn't... Like, that couldn't... Omega couldn't exist. So it just Yeah, died. I think that's what we were talking about, um, Nick. Like, like technically only one Omega yeah. can exist on, like, <clears throat> I don't know, in one realm or, or whatever you want to call it. And... And so, because since he became it, the other one just ceases to cease to exist, and he had the power mm. for it. Yeah, I think that made a lot more sense. But what about you, Tom? <clears throat> I uh, yeah, sorry, I've like just come back from trampolining, and I'm like dead fucking tired. I'm not thinking straight. Um, <laughs> the ending. For I didn't Edge like it tomorrow. to begin with. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it to begin with because of the way it ended. But then, like, when I was, yeah, like, Hugh was doing, reading the Reddit post that explained it a bit, I could kind of see what they were doing. Because, like, to me, like, I figured, so, he's, re- he's killed, they've killed the Amiga before the beach battle. That's why he's gone back to the helicopter. And then I just couldn't work out why all the fucking mimics were dying. That was the part I couldn't figure out. Oh, but, I think that was because they were controlled by the Omega, though. So it was like yeah, the Zerg. Like, they, were, they all yeah, go crazy, by- like, when the hive mind's yeah. dead. Yeah, they, they were controlled by Amiga, but I just couldn't work out that other stuff. And what did you guys think of Emily Blunt? Oh, she did a really good job. Oh, so hot and really but, good. Yeah, that's mainly just because I like, yeah, like her. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I thought, I thought, I thought she was good. I thought she was really good. Yeah, it's, like as a female lead, yeah, I thought she played the whole badass kind of um, sergeant really well. At the risk of sounding slightly misogynistic, I thought she was really good in, like, that 
sort of like grizzled like war veteran sort of role as a female like because that could it could have came off really campy but she, i thought she did it really yeah, really well uh, that was more, more i think they executed that particular role with her uh really well because it didn't make it seem um yeah like forced or you know oh look at this this is this like person who is amazing and they're a woman and women like it's more just like this person is a soldier they're a good soldier it doesn't distinguish if that makes sense. Well, I mean, it was, it was also the power that made her so mm. good kind of thing, but yeah. But I also found it quite funny how it, uh, every time it cut back and every time he met her, um, and there was that the sign on the on the bus, and it would, it would basically, every single cut in, it would, just, it would cut closer to the word bitch. And I just... <laughs> Wake up, maggot. I'll be honest. I, I didn't know. I didn't notice that. I I did really enjoy the scene where after the first reset, oh no, it might have been after a few resets. Like we don't get an exact number, but we know there was. It was probably in the hundreds. Yeah. Um, I love the one where he, Bill Paxton walks into. I think it's at Unit Six or something. I think that's what they're called, and he quotes exactly what they're all going to say to him before yeah. they say it. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love the um like all the situations when like it, he's kind of trying to like he's got up to like as far as he's ever gotten before, and like something happens like you know he's like oh I'll try roll onto the car and the first time it happens he gets crushed by the car <laughs> like that's hilarious, that. and then like you know he's running along the battlefield and then a car just comes out and just like swipes him out of the way and oh, I thought that was hilarious. There's all that you know, unexpected stuff like when they first land on the beach and um uh the big chunky guy is like like yelling like talking about the success and then the plane just crushes him and then yeah. he's like oh my fucking god is that oh is that the Sir Dantos actor or yes is that oh different? my god Sir Dantos that's right yeah played Sir Dantos yeah, Sir Dantos of House Hollard who is now officially dead crushed by an aeroplane in <laughs> dead in multiple <laughs> <laughs> oh yes yes that's correct <laughs> um the uh, what else was there that I enjoyed? Did you guys find um, the mimics a uh, a good adversary? I actually thought they were like one of the most kind of daunting enemies, like sci-fi enemies ever. I think purely not because they kind of looked physically scary or anything. I think it was just more so because like the speed and ferocity at which they moved was like extremely overwhelming like and you can clearly see that in the movie when like on the battle like these guys even with all their like technological advancements and stuff and you know armored suits they're just getting ripped to shreds by these you know matrix sentinel looking yeah they reminded enemies. me of sentinels that was yeah um, and yeah and like just like the tentacles and like it just i just kept getting flashbacks from um like the third matrix when they're also in their mech suits and then um i think like was it yeah, at Zion, the the captain of um, oh, I forget the the black captain. I forget his name. Um, uh, uh, but Captain Ty or something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and like you know when he's firing, and then like you can just like see him getting ripped to shreds by the Sentinels. Like it just reminded me of that a ton. Oh, it's I mean, my fune, Captain My Fune. Sorry. Yeah. I got like a like the symbiote from Spider Man Three kind of feel with those with the mimic with the with the way the mimics move like. I don't know. It's just like the symbiote goo from Spider-Man. Yeah, like the, the like kind of how out. it moves, like like the yeah. how the slime moves with like uh, like tentacle kind of things. Yeah, yeah. 
I also got um I don't know how much you guys know about Warhammer forty K, but the battle was mm. very Warhammer ish to me, especially with the swords. Yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, that was sick. It is very um Space Marines. Although it doesn't feel like yeah. It's, they're basically gone, oh, well, fuck it, we just need to make these people space marines. It actually kind of... Oh, yeah, I know, yeah, they were just, like, role. regular guys, but I think there were some Warhammer elements in there I enjoyed. Well, anytime yeah. there's a big kind of saw blade, like... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, no, that was pretty badass. But, yeah, it doesn't look... Well, I'm, I mean, look, looking at the box office, it seems to be doing a lot better foreign, but hopefully it doesn't pull a John Carter. Um, so what Has it just, made its budget back? Yeah, apparently it has two hundred thirty-eight million gross, one hundred seventy-eight million budget. Yeah, that's a I big reckon budget. it'll do like oblivion numbers, but it, and it still hasn't opened in Japan. Yeah, that's the big market. Like yeah, don't they love Japanese. Tom Cruise as well, well? It's not just that; it's also based off a Japanese property, I think. Yeah, Japanese. No, you're right. It is. Yeah, yeah, um, you're right. Well, so out of ten, Hugh, seven. Did was you? like it was. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it was worth. It was worth seeing. Like, and I don't say that about like anything like every movie like some movies i go and see and i'm like why the hell did i waste my money but <laughs> i thought this was like a good sci-fi definitely worth seeing not outstanding but i enjoyed it and i i didn't yeah if every sci-fi was like that i'd pay to see them all yeah tim um i'm gonna have to say like eight eight and a half just because like i always knew well i always had the feeling that this is gonna be like an enjoyable film but when i left um i was like a lot more surprised then when I went in and like it was it actually did more than me than for like more for me than what I was expecting and for that that's why I reckon it was like rated a lot higher in my books yeah and Tom I gave it 8.5 I think I did for like just because of how much I enjoyed it and because it had Bill Paxton in it and he was awesome yeah Bill Paxton was very 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 good but speaking of Bill Paxton actually that doesn't make any sense um Speaking, no, of, <laughs> speaking of Sir Dontos, um, let's move on to the final five episodes of Game of Thrones with the finale airing yesterday and uh, pulling in pretty fucking insane numbers as well. And um, I was speaking to someone today, Hugh, who's a book reader, and they were pretty much in the same camp as you with uh, how poorly, apparently, the the finale was in their eyes. Um, I know that you the finale, know. as in the finale, that episode overall, yeah, the finale is in yeah, the... yeah, okay, good. Yeah, because I'm mad about, like, one obvious thing that book readers know, but there's also a lot of other stuff that made me nerd rage. Yeah. So I'll talk about that, yeah, in a sec. Um, I thought, I mean, if you read the reviews that I've done, um, I thought it was really well done. Uh, everything wrapped up quite well um, and left things open. Um, are we going to do... I think we did spoilers in the episode that we did with uh, Game of Thrones earlier this month, I think. I can't remember. Did we? Yeah, most likely. Um, I, so, think, yeah. I, I think we can spoil. I think most people would have already seen it if yeah. they're interested. Or, 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 or you're rare. So just be aware that there will be spoilers for the show, but not the book. Um, yeah. But was anyone genuinely pissed off that Tywin died? <laughs> nope. I was. But maybe because I knew it was coming, so... I, I, I thought I was genuinely pissed off like I thought really yeah because I, I, I think he's, Charles Dance has such presence and has such a way with dealing with 
the characters and his family and all this other stuff. But but didn't you like finally feel some kind of sense of justice for Tyrion? Like, cause you're like finally like um, it's about fucking time that st- stuff went his way. Like to he's be honest, been shut on for the entire like his entire life. To like, be honest, um, I think uh, I'm, I'm in two minds because. I'm glad that he killed Tywin on the toilet. I think that's like <laughs> that is the thing for me. I was like That okay. was foreshadowed in the episode eight, by the way. I don't know if you guys picked up on Littlefinger saying some people die while sitting on the chamber pot. Oh my oh, wow. god. Fucking foreshadowing central. Jesus Christ. I didn't even pick that up, no. <laughs> um but I felt I thought that was um oh, nicely poetic. How He's been treated so poorly, and then he's going to kill his father on the toilet. Like, that's a kind of a poetic He's been treated way like shit, and then he got killed while taking a shit. shit. So, it's beautiful. So. <laughs> um, I was pretty happy. I actually, I was over the moon that he choked Shay to death. I'm sorry, that sounds really, really terrible, but fuck Shay. But, like, I actually didn't, because ex- I've only, like, know of certain parts, and I didn't, I'm not sure if that's in the book or not, Hugh, but. I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, uh, he kills. Him killing Shay's in the book. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. I just what didn't really know about that part, and I was surprised to learn that you know this entire time she was basically banging Tywin, and for that I'm glad he killed her. I think everyone was really glad because she basically fucking ripped him to shreds on the stand in the in the uh, trial yeah. episode, and no one liked her after that. I don't think anyone really kind of liked her full stop, but yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I. Understand as well that the Brienne and Hound fight is not in the book, Hugh. Correct. Yeah, I didn't think um, it was either. And Hound ends up that way. Hound ends up that way left for dead, but not from Brienne. Okay, alright. So, I thought that that was something that was well done as well, because you kind of... Brienne, like, opens up as a fighter rather than doing, like, you know... A typical kind of wind that, beats that, the that living fight, fuck out actually. of him. Like, that fight actually had me on the edge of my seat because I was like, who's actually going to die here? Like, Yeah. Because that was the first part of the episode where I'm like, something could happen here. I don't know who's going to die. Exactly. And that was actually an extremely brutal fight as mm. well. Like, holy shit. Like, it was, just it was, went down. Like, it was wonderfully put together as well. Like, there's... It, the fight initially starts with the kind of nightly sword fighting and then it turns really dirty. Barbaric, yeah. 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 But... Who would you have liked to have win? Were you happy that Brienne won, or would you have been happy if the Hound won? Because the Hound's been really good this season. I was kind of expecting maybe they'll like stop fighting, like they'll just like come to their senses and we'll just start making out, Tom. No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> like what? Like Brienne will probably get. Would, I was like expecting Brienne to get the upper hand mm. and then y- yield, and then like I don't know what was going to happen afterwards. But then they're just like. They'd come to their senses, realize stuff needs to happen, and then they'd fucking work together, like that, try and redeem the hound. That also makes sense for work. her character as well. I think for to do something like that because she just at that point, like you can see the loss in her eyes when Arya refuses to to go. All right, well, I'm going to come along with you because Arya's trust issues are basically you know down the toilet. <laughs> Zing. Um, also, Arya saw that Brienne had the Lannister sword, and the right. hound points that out. That's yeah. why Arya. Didn't trust her. Didn't trust her and stuff, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously. And that's also making a case for how potentially stupid Jamie is because wasn't ja- wasn't it Jamie that gave her the sword? Yep. Yeah, it was Jamie and, and the armour. Yes, that's right. And um but but I don't I really want to talk about Jamie. Um can someone also I'm 
curious. Did Cersei just go insane? Cersei's always been insane, dude. <laughs> no, but like, as in completely lost the plot, like 100. Like, she's been fucking crazy, but tonight, like last night, it was basically like, fuck everything, I'm just going to have sex with my brother. I got, I got the hint that she, like, you know, because like of the whole, you know, um, premonition or whatever that all her kids will die before she will. I got the impression that she just wanted to bang Jamie again just so she can have another kid. Was that, did anyone else know? Wait, t- Tim, where did you find out that um, that thing about all the kids dying before her? She says it like in in like multiple times in the episodes. Oh yeah, she made this. I think she made a reference to that because like. Okay, I'm just she making sure that's that. in the show. I'm just making sure that's yeah, in the yeah, show. I'm pretty sure it's in. Uh, sorry, actually, much. I'm fairly certain it is because that sounds familiar to me that, as well. That's good. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just because that gets flushed out next season. Well, when I say oh. flushed out, like that, it gets expanded upon. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, that's that. And I, and I don't know because of that, I just kind of figured like, um, you know, now that she's we're really worried that um, you know, how she talked about Tywin and Marjorie, you know, digging their claws into Tommen and everything. And, um, you know, I think she's just worried about him. So I just got the impression that she just wants to have another kid just so the prophecy or whatever it was doesn't come true. Um, I don't know. That's what I got out of it anyway. I thought you just fucking lost the plot. Well, that too, but yeah. (laughs) But, um, um, Hugh, I know that you didn't particularly like the episode. I mean... Uh, I, I can rant and I can do spoiler-free rant. So okay. like, <laughs> all right, thank God, thank fuck. All right, do a spoiler-free rant. What, what do you feel like about it? Uh, all right, so the biggest thing the book readers are raging about is that there was something huge that was meant to be revealed at the end of the season. It's the epilogue of the book, and they didn't show it for God knows whatever reason. But, so, uh, so, like, are they actually up, like, timeline-wise to the end of the book? It, or are they still a bit behind? Uh, oh, dude, in certain storylines, they're ahead of where they were at the end of A Storm of Swords. Namely, Bran, Sansa, and Brienne is definitely past A Storm of Swords. Oh, okay, fair enough. A Storm yeah, of so Swords is the second, I, third book, isn't it? It's the third book. It's yeah. split in two in some countries. Alright, so I'll quickly go through the episode. Wall scenes, fantastic. Really enjoyed the wall. Ciaran Hines is a great man's radar. I liked... Like, Stannis makes the wall much better next season because we're going to get interaction between Stannis and, and Melisandre and Shireen and Davos and everyone else at the wall. And I think that refreshes the wall storyline a bit because there's also the the loophole, or sorry, the loose end of, like, well, what are we going to do with all these wildlings that have just surrendered sort of thing? I, I, I agree with that. I do agree with that. So, next... And then we went... I thought the Daenerys scenes were actually some of the better scenes of the season. I thought Amelia Clark actually acted really well for once because she, she copped a lot of shit this season. But all right, the things that annoy me this season that I can talk about without spoiling anything is Tyrion's... All right, what Tyrion was doing. Okay, Tyrion gets freed by Jaime. Tyrion, who, who throughout the whole show has been shown to be like a really smart, switched on guy, a lot of common sense. Tyrion randomly decides when offered freedom, just going to wander up to my dad's room and just see what's going on. Like, of in the book, Jamie sort of, Jamie, no, Varys hints towards him to go up there. Like, yeah. Varys just gently pushes him in that direction. But in the show, he's like, no, nah, I'm just going this way. And I was sitting there like, 
And then he goes to the room with Shay, and instead of having dialogue, which they do in the books, he just, like, murders her, and I'm like, oh my god, they're whitewashing this, because in the book he murders her in cold blood. But they had to make it that she had to make an attempt on her life, because maybe that murder wouldn't have gone down well on TV. Yeah. And oh, it just made, it just really annoyed me. It was like the little finger thing, pushing Lysa out the moon door. It's like, if you look at Littlefinger purely as a show watch, you're like, why would Littlefinger push Lysa out the show, out the door, and then rely on Sansa, who he has no idea is going to back him up or not, to lie? Whereas in the book, there's a singer there that they put the blame on. It's like, I just don't understand. Like, they said this was their best episode of all time. They've got to be kidding. Like, I can understand why some show watchers liked it, and that's fair enough. Like, I'm pretty mad because I think not just the one reveal they didn't have, but they went against a lot of stuff in the book. But it just, I just felt like a lot of the decisions the character made were silly. I thought the CGI scene with Bran going to the Three-Eyed Raven was pathetic. I thought I was playing Skyrim with all the skeletons <laughs> jumping out of the ground. Skyrim at low settings, like, please. Yeah, I, I didn't understand. And Leaf throwing fireballs, like, I thought that was pretty ridiculous. Isn't that like, the, I, little, I, the, the forest I think people. they're like little bombs. Like, it looked yeah, like I, lighting bombs, not throwing fireballs. No, yeah, I know, but it was... I know what you mean about the graphics. Yeah, I don't know why they just didn't have a bunch of people dress up as whites, and they could have done the same thing, because in the book it's whites that attack them, and they get saved by someone else who's been cut from the show, so I'm not spoiling anything. That's irrelevant. They get saved by... They basically get saved by a white that Bloodraven is warging into. You know how Bran walks into Hodor? Bloodraven, the guy that Bran went and met, he basically is... It's... It's, it's not confirmed. It's, it's, it's him controlling like a white that he uses yeah. to help Bran. But in the show, it's like the Skyrim skeletons, and then they go stabby McStavison on Jojen, which was actually a pretty comical scene. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I found like, that I that didn't mind, have any mind, dramatic gravity I don't, at all. I don't mind telling it, but like, yeah, I just thought the scenes were poorly done. It wasn't the worst episode of the show. It just had some good moments. I enjoyed the Arya and Brienne and Hound scene. I enjoyed the wall, as always, especially when they're burning the bodies and John's looking at Melisandre through the flames. For no one who's read the books, there's a lot of shadowing there. Um, but yeah, I rated it probably a 5 or a 6 out of 10. I thought it was quite disappointing. It wasn't the worst episode, but it was disappointing. So you've bumped it up from a 4? Yeah, I thought a 4 was a bit harsh, cause, but I'm <laughs> gonna, I'll, give it, I'll, I'll, give it a, I'll give it a 6, because it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but it made me really mad because I expected more. Um, Tim, I know you, like, I know you enjoyed it. Tom, I know that you haven't, you're not up to date with, like, you don't, uh, know what's to come. Did you enjoy this episode? I did, like, I, I kind of knew where it was going to end for Tyrion, because that kind of got spoiled for me a couple of months ago, and I pieced it together slowly, but I still enjoyed seeing it all and whatnot, and everything else I didn't know what was going to happen, especially, like, at the start, when John and Mace are having their chat, and then the war horns blow, and all the fucking horses come in from both sides. I'm like, who the fuck is this? They're like, just decided to have a little battle in the in the, <laughs> the wildling camp, and then it turned out it was just the Baratheons. And my dad didn't like my no one expects the Stannis, the Stannis Inquisition joke, and he called me an idiot. Tom <laughs> <laughs> clearly got some personal problems here. Uh, moving on, mate, mate. We're not your therapists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I, no, I have to admit, the Stannis Inquisition is quite good, so I, I, would, I would laugh and give you a high five for that. He, he, he laughed, he laughed, and then he called me an idiot. Because <laughs> I, I, it was a dad joke he could have made and didn't. So you just out-dadded your dad? Yep. 
So, Bad for him. Inception. <laughs> so, all right, overall, Hugh, what would you give the season out of 10? Um, I thought they nailed Oberon and they nailed a few other things, but I'm going to give them oh, seven and a half. I don't think this was... I still think season two is actually my favourite season. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to... And it made me a bit sad because Storm of Swords is the best book by a mile and season three and four covered it. But season two for me is still the best season. So I give it a seven and a half. Can I just say one thing? Kit Harrington killed the last few episodes, which made me really happy because he's had no material to work with till now. He was excellent, I thought, his performance as Jon Snow. And I'm really looking forward to next season. I, I thought he was fantastic. I don't know if I agree with we, you with Kit, but that might be just because he's lacking a lot of material at the moment to make well, it Well, not, not the, the whole season, but the last few episodes, he really came into his own, sure, I thought. Sure, sure. Tim? Um, yeah, I really liked it. I mean, yeah, I don't have to agree with you. Like, I don't, like... There's definitely been some standout episodes, but there's always going to be those kind of episodes in any, any Game of Thrones season. Um... And I'd have to, I'd probably say yeah, like season two or season three was my favourite so far. It was still good, but um, yeah, probably like seven and a half as, as well. Yeah, Tom. Um, I probably yeah, I probably give it like a seven and a half, maybe seven point seven five. Like I really enjoyed the season, but I always forget like characters and whatnot and what's happening in past seasons because it's just so like expansive. I'm gonna sit down and watch it all again from season one to season four and hopefully understand a bit better because I keep forgetting characters and why they're doing stuff and whatnot most of the time. Oh, and just one last thing what was annoying <laughs> me about this season. Sorry, all right, last thing I'm going to say. I don't know why they're including, like, the Missandei Grey Worm, like, subtle romance, like, Oh my god! Talk oh, yeah. about time wasting. And they they excluded the scene that I was I was mad they excluded. They excluded a lot of other scenes. Yet they put that in the show. Like I don't care if they want to scissor with each other. Like seriously, it was just so bad. I don't understand that. Like unless the show is going to make them major characters suddenly. Yeah, spoiler. They're not major characters. I don't think that would surprise anyone. All right, I'm done. Thank you. I just want to quickly talk about last week's episode with the at the wall. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed that. Like, that was just probably the best episode for me of the season because it just was just brutal. It was epic and, like, the fucking giant and his cross and his bow and arrow just sent that dude flying. That was awesome. And the scythe on the wall, that was brilliant. Yeah, but I really like the shot, the... like the 360 shot where Jon Snow comes down off the... Oh, they come down from the wall to fight, to, like, to go and get ghosts and all that and fight down below and it just like has the huge tanning shot around the battle yeah i thought that, that was, was really awesome good. like technically last week's episode was really really good um i don't know if i the only thing i was interested in remotely was sam's story but then again that's because we haven't had too much of john but um i tend to agree that last week's episode was was like some of the best technically executed television that's been put on yeah. people's screens but and, and can someone just confirm for me, when does Sam meet Gilly? I read somewhere today she, he meets him in season two, and I can't remember that. Like, is that season two or is it season three? No, he, he met her in season two at Crafters Keep. That's yeah. right. They go See, through Crafters Keep have... at least season two. 
Oh, and the very last thing about Kid Harrington, all the sword fighting he did in episode nine, that was all him. And they actually, when they watched it, like the raw footage, they're like, can we slow this down? And they said, no, he's actually fighting that fast. Holy but, shit, yeah, that's awesome. That, the walk he does when he's fighting all the fucking, the wall dude, he's like leaning back right. and he's like lifting his, like not even lifting his feet really, he's just like sliding, but he's leaning back and he's like swinging his sword around, just ridiculous. Um, I feel like you're impersonating this, but we can't see it. Tom's actually standing up in the middle of his room. No, I'm not standing up, I'm, I'm doing it sitting down, I'm too sore to stand up, so I'm doing it really badly in my chair. Didn't realise Dan Brees did that to you, Tom? I was fucking trampolining <laughs> um, Jamboree was like last year well you can go back to your fucking Jamboree then oh. dickhead <laughs> I don't play Destiny <laughs> fuck oh, you know what fuck you alright we're gonna we're gonna finish it there because Tom's been a dick once again because he's got everything that I don't um we will be back uh two weeks I think with we've got we're definitely 22 Jump Street and, um, do we want to do Transformers? Like, that'll probably be... A, yes, um, I want to shit on it. We're doing... An, if, an interesting one. <laughs> and we're going to be doing Transformers Age of Extinction. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Michael Bay, why? Ten, ten, ten stars, Nick. Ten stars. Fuck, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> It'll just be Mark Wahlberg just going, I think we found a... a I think we found a Transformer. Um, <laughs> fucking, oh, my... Just, every time I see the fucking trailer, and he's like, you don't mess with people from Texas... It's like he's saying the Boston accent. <laughs> no, the funniest thing about that is I just remember his quote when he's like, if I was on the plane on the day of 9-11, they, the terrorists wouldn't have crashed and I would overpower them. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> Alright, we should probably wrap this we're up. We're done, we're done. We're, we're done with the 9-11 stuff. Thank you very much for listening this week, guys. Go New South Wales tomorrow. Thank you. Bye, Niggs. Bye, <laughs>